Hello, y'all. I am thrilled to have a friend and fellow focal point business leadership coach on with me today. Mr. Steve DeVries is an amazing man. He does so much work in his community in New Hampshire and so much for his family. I caught him doing something really cool on social media called Men Wear Pink for the National Cancer Society. So he's come on to tell his story and tell me why he's wearing pink every day in the month of October. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey y'all, Trisha Stetzel here, and I serve those who are serving others. So welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community podcast. I created this podcast to highlight people and organizations in our own communities who are serving others and giving back to make our communities, our country, and sometimes even the world a kinder place to live. And serving doesn't just make your heart feel good. You probably heard that some studies have shown that there are mental and physical health benefits to serving, like reducing depression, lowering blood pressure, and even lengthening your lifespan. Putting other people's needs before yours also strengthens your relationships. It connects you with the ones you are serving. And if that someone is someone you know, it creates a stronger bond with them. Serving also enriches other people's lives. And perhaps the best benefit of serving is the chance that person paying it forward. If you help someone, they're more likely to do something nice for someone else that day. Your one act of kindness could have a major domino effect. It's like the pebble on the pond creating that ripple effect. Now, it's time to talk to our amazing giver this week. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community. I have a very special guest on with me today. I'm so excited. I actually, he and I know each other. We've known each other for a while, but I saw him doing some posting for something in particular that's happening in October, and I asked him to come on the show. So Steve DeVries is a certified business leadership and executive coach. Yes, you heard that. He is a focal point coach. So one of my partners in crime, and I'm so excited to have you on today, Steve. I'm super, uh, super excited to be here. Yeah. Welcome to the show. So let's talk about Steve and the community that you serve in your business, and then we'll hop into the fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, thanks. So the community that I serve, I, I really have a focus on manufacturing. I have a passion for manufacturing. Uh, and that's because I have a background in manufacturing. So uh, whether you're talking about putting together small widgets uh, or great big uh, analytical instrumentation systems that could fill half a room uh, or any of the parts and pieces that go into those types of things or the service providers that are in that community, that's who I really like to work with. Uh, I think it's kind of an underserved um, part of the business world from a coaching standpoint. And so that's my mission is to to make those businesses better uh, here in New England. Uh, I live in Southern New Hampshire. Uh, so I have a real uh, tight focus on, uh, if you know the area, the Merrimack Valley and, and Southern and Central New Hampshire area. Yeah, fantastic. Not that anyone could hear that you're actually in New Hampshire, 
but we we know. <laughs> we live in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Steve, I caught you doing something amazing on social media, which is why I asked you to come on the show with me today. And it's all about the month of October and beyond. But October happens to be one of the months that we're bringing awareness to this particular organization and people who are dealing with cancer. So please tell me about being involved with this organization. Yeah, so um, I'm involved with the American Cancer Society. uh, And every October, they have a uh, program, a promotion called uh, Men Wear Pink. And so for the entire uh, month of October, they encourage participants to wear pink. They say most days, I'm I'm shooting for every day uh, in an effort to, uh, number one, raise funds, uh, and number two, or maybe 1A, Uh, raise awareness about breast cancer. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are only listening and not watching, Steve has on the most amazing tie. So I'm (laughs) going to send all of you over to the YouTube channel so that you can watch the podcast in person and see Steve's tie. I want to, I want to have a little bit of fun here because before we started recording, you told me that um, pink was a problem in your closet to <laughs> begin with. <laughs> well, well, no problem if you weren't looking for pink uh, because there was none in my closet. So uh, the the kickoff event that the American Cancer Society had for men wear pink was at the Manchester Fisher Cats game, uh, baseball, minor league baseball team. And they asked everybody to wear something pink. And I knew right away, I, I said, I'm going to have to go shopping. So Uh, On my way up to the ballpark, I stopped at Macy's and went rummaging through like their their clearance section at the time, just looking for anything pink, because who knows if I'm ever going to wear it again. Uh, But I've had a lot of compliments, so maybe I'll keep wearing some of that pink. And I think you should. Absolutely. (laughs) Great tie. All right. Let's dig into, Steve, why you're involved in this organization. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the American Cancer Society actually found me. I, did, I wasn't aware of this program, uh, but when they reached out, I couldn't say yes fast enough. Uh, so like most of us, uh, cancer has impacted uh, friends and family in some way. Uh, so for me in particular, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer uh, a couple of years ago. Now, fortunately, uh, it was very early uh, because she was getting her uh, regularly scheduled mammograms. So, and it actually kind of a, a little bit of an ironic situation. She missed the normal scheduled appointment uh, and it was all because of COVID. Uh, so she had to reschedule a few months later. And what they found, they said was so small uh, that if she had actually had her original appointment, they may not have detected it uh, at that time. And it would have been another whole year before they would have seen it. So there would have been many more months of of progression before uh, they found it. So one maybe small good thing that came out of COVID. And so they, you know, they found it, they made the diagnosis. And of course, you know, you immediately hear cancer and and your your mind starts swirling. And so, you know, I saw how that impacted my wife. Now, fortunately, um, you know, fast forward several months after that, uh, she had uh, surgery to remove the tumor, went through all the testing, um, and each step of the way was the best case scenario. And she didn't have to go through chemo, which was great. And it was, again, it was 
partly because of the type of cancer that it was and partly because they found uh, they found it so early that she only had to go, I say only, had to go through radiation. Um, she still wants to smack me when I say only radiation. Uh, <laughs> but the reality is, is chemo is, I think, what, what scares most people, right? And I saw that fear. And so um, that's, I mean, that's the short version of why I'm doing this. I saw what, yeah, I saw how that impacted her. Even today, like just two weeks ago, she had another mammogram and then she traveled and she kept calling me, you know, I mean, she would call me anyway, but the question was, has the letter come in from the mammogram yet? I said, no, but they would call you if there was a problem. So I'm sure it's just in the mail. I could, I could hear the concern in her voice. She just wanted to know. And so even though you get declared cancer free, that still lingers like with, with, with the person that's gone through it. For me, it's like, okay, we're good. Right. But it's not yeah. that way for the people going through it. So yeah. I'm doing my part to try and help. Um, and that's what the American Cancer Society is all about. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story and being vulnerable enough to do that. I have my grandmother is a, a breast cancer survivor and I have my team lead for my pet sitting business is also a breast cancer survivor. So very near and dear to me. And I think it's amazing that you're standing up and men wear pink and getting out there and creating awareness about early detection. Yeah. And for those of you who are not watching the video, Steve has a really, really cool cup. You'd be jealous, I promise. So go to YouTube and check out the video version of the podcast. Now, Steve, let's talk about the awareness or what you're doing to raise awareness and funds in the month of October by wearing pink. Tell us how that works. Yeah. So um, every day I am wearing something pink today. It happens to be uh, this tie and a bracelet. Um, but I did, like I, I talked about earlier, I bought a, several pink shirts. So each day I'm posting something on social media. And what I'm trying to do is uh, raise awareness and, and share information about breast cancer uh, as well as, so each day it'll be like a little fact, right? About breast cancer or uh, something about treatment or something about mammograms or something about the programs and services that the American Cancer Society uh, has to offer uh, to help people that are diagnosed or to help family members get their questions answered. Um, one thing I like to, to tell people is, uh, and I didn't know this when my wife was going through it, uh, the American Cancer Society has a 24-7, 365 day a year hotline where you can call and get answers from experts about cancer, whether it's breast cancer or, or some other form. And I thought, isn't that amazing that there's always somebody to pick up the phone and give you answers because that's one of the hardest parts. You don't know. And it's so technical when you're speaking with the doctors. And, you know, I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper for you. So there were, there was a time when my mother had cancer. It wasn't breast cancer. It was, it was some really strange kind of lymphoma. Uh, but when she got her diagnosis years ago, uh, she took that as a death sentence because that that's what her, I think her generation, they thought when you heard cancer, it was like, okay, I'm going to die. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw it with my mother-in-law. She also had a different type of cancer and the reaction that she had when she got her diagnosis, she's still with us today. Um, healthy as uh, healthy as ever. Um, but that generation immediately had that reaction. Oh God, it's cancer. I'm going to die. 
and nobody should have to go through that. And so when my wife got her uh, diagnosis, my head immediately went to, um, you know, fix this problem. Don't let it control your life. Don't let it change your mindset that it, this is a death sentence. There's plenty of treatment available. There's plenty of services available to help you get through it. Uh, and then the support piece, you know, I can't express that big enough, you know, or, or enough. Uh, she got a ton of support from friends and family. And, you know, the worst of it was over before we knew it. Uh, and that's, if you have to get cancer, that's how it should be. It should be detected early. You should receive a ton of support. Um, and you should be able to, to get past it and move on with your life. It, you shouldn't have to go through it thinking like, oh my gosh, this is an immediate death sentence. Nobody should have to go through that. So that that's probably the deeper why uh, for me is I've, I've seen it from older generations and I don't want any of the current or you know upcoming generations to have to think that way. I want them to think, okay, I have this, there's a solution, um, there's support and I'm gonna get through this. And so I want that mindset uh, to really shift. Yeah. And the more awareness that can be created and the more money we can put towards the science, right? The better off we're going to be for our future generations. Absolutely. So I do have a link on my uh, on my social media pages uh, where people can donate to the American Cancer Society. I think we all know at this point that a lot of those funds go towards finding solutions for cancer, right? There is the support piece as well. And so I, you know, I just talked about that quite a bit. Um, but wouldn't it be great if we could find a way to eradicate this or make a pill and make it go away, something along those lines. Uh, and that's how people can help be aware and, and support. Yeah, absolutely. And that support is so important to surround yourself with people who are ready and willing and able to do that. Uh, if you're going through anything like that. So Steve, tell folks where they can find you on social media so that they can see your posts all of yeah. October, as well as find that link. So uh, I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. So um, I don't actually have the, uh, I should have probably had this in front of me, but I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. Um, my LinkedIn, I can tell you that real quick, uh, is going to be, well, Steve DeVries, uh, you're going to have to cut this one out, I think. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know what? I'll put it in the show notes so that people can just point and click. So let's do this. Steve DeVries, you can look him up on LinkedIn, S-T-E-V-E-D-E-V-R-I-E-S. Just look him up. You'll find him. If you can't, you guys can reach out to me and I will point you in the right direction or just check out the show notes and I'll send you the link. You can also do the same on Facebook. And I'm guessing that there aren't a ton of Steve DeVries on Facebook, right? Probably not. I mean, you may find one or two uh, <laughs> of us, but I, I'm I'm the guy wearing that. Well, I think I'm on wearing the tie. So yeah, he's the handsome gentleman that looks like a coach. I'm just saying you'll kind. find him. Yeah, you'll find him. Uh, all right, Steve, I warned you that I was going to ask you this final question. So for those of you who know me and have, have been listening, know that I am doing some uh, trust leadership work. And I happen to have on my board, if you're looking at the video today, compassion, which I believe is huge in building trust and compassion is something that we all need to receive and give, which is what Steve is doing on his journey and beyond compassion. I also see Steve that you have amazing character, which is another 
another foundational piece of building trust. So if my question to you is, how do you define trust? Thank you, Tricia. Um, for me, you know, I like to I like to say that when you're trying to build trust with with someone, it's all about doing what you say and saying what you do, right? So people need to understand about you and your motives and mm -hmm. just make yourself a little bit predictable, but also follow up, right? Doing what you say you're going to do and not just providing lip service, right? So whether that's, you know, doing something for your friends, something for your family, you know, we all know the type that, you know, promises the world and then, you know, they don't necessarily follow through. If you want to build trust, follow through, do what you say you're going to do, right? And make sure people understand your intentions. And I think that's a great way to build trust. And that's, that's how I try to operate in all facets of my world. Yeah, absolutely. Which means I trust that you will be wearing pink every day and putting your posts out there so folks can see it. I right? have done it every single day so far, but it's only for, for October 5th. So that's great got a ways to go, but I am, I am on it. Well, and I know that you always do what you say you're going to do. You are very um, trustworthy and I would trust you. So Steve, thank you so much for being on the show with me today and talking about this organization and what you're doing and the importance of it. And I love that you're pouring yourself into it. I'm doing what I can to help. And I will leave everybody with this. If you are a woman over age 40 or 45, get a mammogram or at least talk to your doctor about it. Uh, save your family um, the heartache of not doing it and having it turn out worse than it could be. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about early detection. Steve, thanks again for being on the show. I appreciate your time today. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community. Thanks so much for listening today. There are so many great things about our modern world, but the people in it should be at the top of that list. Taking a genuine interest in your family, friends, neighbors, and even strangers is one of the most rewarding decisions you can make for yourself and those around you that you choose to serve. If you enjoyed this episode of Serving the Community, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this episode and be sure to share with your connections. You can also find out more about what I'm up to at trishastetzel.com. Thank you for listening to Serving the Community podcast. We hope you will take a minute to like, share, or subscribe to our channel and invite your connections to listen as well. Take action personally and professionally. Do the thing, do it now. Don't let later become never. Build your business and serve the community.